Hey everybody, welcome to a quick episode of Cinema Gush. This is Nick. And this is Brendan. And this is just a quick episode. It is Christmas Eve, if you're listening to this the day it dropped. Otherwise, it's probably February 6th or March 8th. Or perhaps it's even June 4th, if you're listening to this episode. Uh, we just wanted to do a quick hot takes episode. We almost hit 100 downloads, so we just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to the show and supporting us. And so we're just going to do hot takes on really interesting things that have happened in the industry in the last month. And so I want Brendan's thoughts on the first thing, which is on everybody's mind. And in every coffee shop conversation and all the forums that I frequent is what Warner Brothers is doing. So for those of you who don't know, Warner Warner Brothers has decided for 2021, the movies that they're going to be putting in theaters, they will be releasing simultaneously on HBO Max the same day. Brendan, your thoughts first, please. Well, I get it. I get why they're doing it. I get what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I don't mind as a response to the pandemic in the short term. I do not like that they're planning this out an entire year. I don't like that they did it without studio insight from the people who did it. I, I think in a lot of ways this is dooming some movies. I like Doom, not Doom, Dune. I've been really excited <laughs> about part one. I don't yeah. see how they're going to make enough money to make part two if it's a streaming release. There's just not the income revenue there. So that's exactly. my thought. And I think the I, numbers game is, is really confusing too. Go on, please. Well, I, I, I get why they did it. I get it in the short term. I'm okay with it in the short term. We all have to make concessions and, and sacrifices, but you need studio involvement. Everybody needs to be on the same page. It shouldn't be a long-term game plan. And and damn it all, I want to see the second half of Dune, so you better release that in theaters, and you all better go see it. Absolutely. And, you know, when, when you look at that list, I think it was somewhere between 12 and 21 movies. I don't have the results right in front of me, but... Right, yeah. Um, yeah, Dune was the one for me that, like, I I, I read the book uh, two years ago, and I really liked it a lot. Um, that one's been floating around for a long time as a remake ever since... Was David Lynch? Is that right? The David Lynch version? Yep, the one he disavowed. Um, the one he disavowed. A trip and a half um, to watch. Yeah, I know that the Sci-Fi Channel one, I hear from Purists, is pretty good. I like that um, one. I do like that one. It's okay, worth watching. I'll have to check that one out series, then. And it's also a TV sh- uh, miniseries, so it's got its limitations. Exactly, and and there's only so much you could do with with an early 2000s sci-fi channel budget before Battlestar really took off and um, the B-movie extravaganza right, of Sharknado right. and Shocktopus and all of those came out. So, And I think, and I agree with you, especially about those of us who, who would absolutely need to see a part two. You know, my wife loves the Divergent trilogy, um, and the last movie in that series was Allegiant. Well, they decided to split Allegiant up into two movies. Problem is, Lionsgate ran out of money, and the box office didn't release the numbers, so the series itself just ends on this cliffhanger. So it's always weird. Oh, I didn't know that. When we do our rewatch. Yep, so Allegiant Part 1 came out, uh, gosh, it must have been 20, 2015, I believe. And there is no nothing. There's nothing coming down the pipe to finish it up. And that's the thing. So, Even if fans demand it, when you're talking about young actors, there's a time limit before you they're too old to play the role anymore exactly and i think that with something like dune you know they don't really release the numbers specifically for how many people watch certain things i think sometimes they randomly do like you know one thing that's nice about 2020 ending is the conversations about the tiger king can finally end Um, (laughs) and i think they listed that as the most viewed documentary of all time and i don't have those figures in front of me but you have to wonder how much revenue pulled from all the subscription services to you know pay for other things and so for me 
I feel like if Dune is releasing on streaming, I feel like there's going to be a number of people who will watch it at home. And I have this conversation with people every day about home theater versus actual theater experiences. And, and I am hardcore theater till I die. I will continue Likewise. to buy shares in AMC. Um, there's just nothing like seeing a movie in theaters. And so I, I don't believe the death of theaters is anywhere near this this conversation we're having on December 23rd, 2020. I don't either. I think we have a lot of time left with movie theaters. So, Amen. Um, so put that on your pipe well, and smoke it. Well, and, and that said, I get the circumstances we're in now. I'm looking forward to watching Wonder Woman on Friday. I'm going to watch it from the safety yeah. of my home. We're in weird circumstances. We make adjustments, but these aren't permanent adjustments. The new norm is and not... And I think that's what gave me hope, too, yeah. was that they said this was not permanent. This is really just for 2021. But it seems like um, so they may want to make it permanent, and that's what worries me. And you, you need, to talk, like, you need to talk to your people before you make that call. So what do you see moving forward as something more realistic with movies, movie theater releases and streaming releases? What, what to you makes the most sense? I think you probably shorten the window of exclusivity in movie theaters. I think that's your solution. Maybe like two weeks, three weeks? A month, month and a half. I don't know. I I would I yeah. like it longer because I still love the I love the movie experience and I wanted to preserve that. Um, but I think realistically, you shorten it and you make some exceptions. You have some drop digitally. You have some not. It's it's on a case by case basis. But theaters, we need theaters. Theaters are good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I saw Tenet with my wife the day it came out in IMAX in South Colorado Springs, and I gotta tell you guys. They really kept us safe the whole time. There were masks. Everything was sanitized. It wasn't every other seat. It was every four seats, every other row. And so yep. even in this massive IMAX theater, all the seats were sold out, which I guess if you think about it, man, like if they're doing that for Dune, then there's no way the Dune money can come from theaters. It would have to come from streaming. So fingers well, crossed. Dune's can I the say something? Yeah. So let okay. me just say the one thing in a very positive, sure. optimistic way. If things go according to plan, come October when Dune is supposed to come out, this pandemic should be over. And there's one thing you and I and everybody listening can do to help make that possible. Please, guys, get vaccinated. What would that be? We want to go see the movies again. <laughs> go get vaccinated. I get your concerns. Talk to your doctor. Just work it out with them. They'll take care of you. They'll walk you through it. But get vaccinated so me and Lishko can go see movies again. Also, so people stop dying. People will die! So that was kind of what we wanted to hit with the WB thing. And again, I, I really think it's just for next year. Theaters aren't going anywhere. So Adrian, if you're listening to this, you just shut up. All right, next conversation. Um, kind of an interesting little tidbit. I noticed that the actor who played Darth Vader passed away earlier this month. And so did the actor who played Boba Fett. As a matter of fact, it was only a couple of weeks apart. Suspicious for the future of Star Wars, Brendan? <laughs> so, well, the, I mean, when the actor who played Boba Fett died, how much longer after him Boba Fett showing up in The Mandalorian was that? So we haven't seen Boba Ooh. Fett on screen in years. I believe it was nine or ten days ago. So, it, uh, yeah, it would seem to me that he would have at least been alive for episode... Sorry, guys, this is Mandalorian spoilers. Um, that that seemed to me that he would have at least been around for Boba Fett showing up at least mm -hmm. once. That, that pleases me. So, in a way, bit. the torch and has passed. When it comes to Darth Vader... That guy needs more credit than he gets. His presence, I know we didn't hear his voice, but his presence was there in that suit. And you're watching everybody react to his performance vocally, even though we're not hearing his vocal performance. Certainly, and you can hear his voice in the early cuts that are available on YouTube. It certainly huh. gives uh, a different perspective to Darth Vader, hearing that it was either Australian or British accent through the mask. But you can find that uh, voice clip somewhere. So uh, on that note, I just got to say The Mandalorian finished up. Um, I was 
road tripping like crazy, so I didn't finally, I didn't get to see it till Monday, but extremely satisfying, extremely good. The future of the series, I feel, is in good hands, but then again, The Last Jedi made me confident of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, really love the way Mandalorian Season 2 wrapped up. It'll be very interesting to see where they go with Season 3, um, and I won't spoil anything we'll for that for you guys. just want yeah. to say, it, it's very good television. So, another really hot it. take issue, you... You uh, saw all the casting for Spider-Man 3. You got thoughts? So far for the Spider-Man 3 casting, I saw Tobey Maguire needing to sign on still. And who's coming back is Doc Ock. Oh, good Alfred old... Molina is so excited Alfred about Molina. that. Spider-Man 2 Gosh, is the reason I love movies the way I love them today. It, it clicked with me. Yeah. I saw artistry and pop culture clash together and i loved it yep i think it holds up really well i th- i you know this is just my millennial talk here being born in the 80s but i still think spider-man 2 is probably one of the best top five superhero movies for me personally i love it i love it i love it it's constantly throwing crap at the main character beautiful arc beautiful reveals uh it's, it's, it's just fun good like flick. It, it's fun moving and fun the entire way through yeah and and such wonderful usage of uh the raindrops keep falling on my head might i oh add. yeah <laughs> So I, I still to listen to Jets, the, the band Jets hold on in the car once a week because that really? scene to me, that scene when he's getting ready to go see uh, Mary Jane MJ? in the play and he gets yeah. sidetracked is one of the most perfectly shot, filmed, and edited scenes in movie history. I love that oh. scene to its core. Thank you, for, thank you, Lord, for Bruce Campbell. What a, what a, that man is a national treasure as well. Hey, yes. Goodness yes. me. So, so I would say this, people, I had got a couple people messaging me about that, the casting choices already. And I'm like, you know what? I try not to read too much into casting decisions until they're finalized. But to me, it's starting to shape up like a live action into the Spider-Verse. So that makes me super excited. Right I can't that. not like that into the Spider-Verse. Now that right there, I don't know if there's a more perfect movie to come out in recent years. That movie is damn near perfect. It's played the most in my house and I love it every minute of it I so so if we get a live action version of that I'm all on board absolutely I think the writers for the the Spider-Man writers that we have right now are so incredibly strong um, and you can have three great superhero movies in a row featuring the same character I think mm-hmm. that all three Captain America movies rock I, and I think I think personally the three Thor movies are pretty good as a trilogy so yeah, to I me I just don't see I just don't see them striking out on this one personally no and I think the the uh, the opportunities to have those old actors. We've actually found the one reason why I'm glad that Spider-Man has been rebooted twice in such a short period of time is we can do this. And maybe it's worth it for this. Are you a fan of the Uncharted series? I have not played number three yet, but other than that, yes. Are you speaking to Your the quick casting thoughts on of, Tom uh, Holland? Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland is yeah. Nathan Drake, yeah. yeah. I'm fine with it. I don't know why they think we want to watch a young Nathan Drake movie, but hopefully it's good. Yeah, I mean, the Nathan Philly and Nathan Drake short, uh, to me, is just... It's just... I just... I love that short so much. Yeah. I watch it at least twice a year. I think that is an example of a perfect miss with perfect casting. Exactly. Um, I, I, you throw I also think there's time that. to make up... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm getting too excited here <laughs> for the Uncharted movie that won't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh well, our last hot take, folks, is just uh, I remember 2009 like it was 11 years ago. And I remember being in the theaters, seeing Avatar with my stupid plasticky 3D glasses 
and I was in the very back row, which to me is not a great seat. I, I, I'm definitely, I, I am very snobbish when it comes to picking seats. It's, it's the one thing that I arrive super early for is dead center. Uh, let's see. I usually count the rows. I'll pick the middle row, the middle seat in the middle row as, as much as I possibly can. Uh, but for Avatar, I was in the very far back corner, and I was still marveled by the effects and by the scenery. And, I mean, to me, it, it, it's amazing to me seeing movies that near that budget back then not come as close with the special effects. So I, I really enjoyed Avatar for what it was. I did not see it as a Pocahontas ripoff. I very, very clearly saw it as a Dances with Wolves ripoff. So mm-hmm. there you go. But... And, and I mean, that's another conversation for another uh, hot take as far as like movie structures and movie ideas being stolen or it's just a copycat or whatever. Um, but I really enjoyed the first Avatar. I think less so the second time because it was on DVD on a small television. But I think it's a great movie. I think there's a lot of promise in that series. And I'm only bringing this up right now to say we should have Avatar 2 this week. And yet we do not. And yet we do not. And that's the major failing here. I think Avatar 1 was overrated only in as much mm-hmm. as the hype was unreal. It was a perfectly good movie. Sure. But who 11 years later still remembers all the character names and are really excited for the sequel? Like, I'm going to see it, oh and I hope gosh, it's great, great but I feel like they took way too long to come back. Well, let's see here. Uh, Jake. I got something. Jake. Yep. The, the Navi, N-A-V-I apostrophe I. Right. Maybe. I don't know any of their names. And... Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver showed Weaver. up. <laughs> we don't know her name. Uh, unobtainium. Unobtainium. Um, which, that's a trope in and of itself, right? Oh, of course. I, You know, just for the sake of it, this episode is brought to you by the unobtainium trope. Which I guess you would call the, the MacGuffin, if you well, will. I think unobtainium is its own trope, actually. Is it really? Yeah, okay. Um, so I'll say, like, I don't know many movies that wait a lot. Well, gosh, it's going to be 12 years by the time it comes out. That, to me, seems too long of a stretch in between sequels. I mean, even Terminator, between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 was, what, uh, four years, six years, somewhere in there. I just feel like this has gone on too far and too long. And unless everybody has really great memory, uh, I think this one's going to get passed up, which is a shame because I believe they're shooting 2, 3, 4, and 5 at the same time. Yeah, they've That's got. What I think, is what's going I think on. they have at least two and three rocks, but they've got four and five uh, written. Yeah, I mean, as far as don't get me wrong, folks. As far as a technical aspect, like I am in hook, line, sinker. I can't wait to see what type of camera they use. I can't wait to hear about the technology and all the motion capture and all the updated stuff that they had back in two thousand and seven when they filmed or two thousand and six. Um, I remember that Attack of the Show episode on G4 very clearly when James Cameron brought on that crazy five hundred thousand dollar camera to shoot three uh, D. So I I'm stoked for when it comes out. I just I just had to bring it up because it's it should have been out this year and you know next year if it does come out next year it's probably going to be released whoa whoa geez. do you think they'll release it on streaming and theater at the same time oh, I guess we'll see how this oh. next year goes I guess we'll see how this next year goes well that's all the hot takes that I have for today Brendan your thoughts no that's it really really fast what are you watching this Christmas week? Uh, well, let's see. I am ripping the first season of 24 to watch in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm going to restart Downton Abbey because it is my favorite TV show of all time. Nice. And I am currently watching... You know what? You tell me if I should do this. I just watched the first episode of Clone Wars. Should I keep going? Yeah. Okay. First episode of Clone Wars is a kid's show. It gets a lot better beyond there. 
Clone Wars can be a little hit and miss. I almost recommend finding the um, like the the critical episodes because mm-hmm. there's a lot of side diversions that I find less compelling. Never bad, just less compelling. But when it hits the sure. time marks, it's glorious. And the way it ended is mwah, chef's kiss. And that's exactly why I want to is because I heard the ending was so great. I, 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 I'm, I'm a huge fan of Darth Maul. Um, so I'll be excited to watch that one. Ahsoka's easily my favorite Star Wars character after Obi-Wan. Really? Oh, yeah. She's an amazing character, and they do a great job. Well, that's the thing. I There's a character in The Mandalorian Season 2 that pops up that is from Clone Wars specifically, and I did not know who she was or what she was or what was going on. So I'd like some more backstory there. I, on the other um, hand, was fist-pumping like an idiot. <laughs> And again, there's another shot example of perfect casting. Rosario Dawson was perfect. Um, and who I imagine is a great character. And then I also watched the first two episodes of Hilda based on Brennan's recommendation. And I found it charming and lovely. And I'll probably watch a couple more. It's very good. Yeah, that would be that for TV shows. And then uh, books. I, I read Treasure Island and it was a delight. <laughs> nice. My oh, little brother forced me to do it rule. on my 20-hour car ride. And it was it was very good. And it, it definitely still holds up. The Muppets are still better. Uh, so go ahead and read that when you can. Awesome. And Brennan, what are you watching? <laughs> uh, we wrapped our presents while watching A Very Murray Christmas, which is Bill Murray's Christmas special on Netflix. It might be my oh, favorite how Christmas that? special. It's oh. directed by Sofia Coppola. It's not for kids because there's wonderful. some profanity, but man, it's delightful. It's delightful. Okay. Um, and then we're going to watch Wonder Woman on Friday. While we have that, I think I'll rewatch Ad Astra, which I could do an episode about because, man, if there's a movie I love that everybody else hates, it's Ad Astra. I've never seen it. Oh, I adore it. I adore it. People in the theater were just so irritated, and I was just in rapturous, glorious, ascendant <laughs> joy. Um, so we're going to do that, I think, this next week. Um, not watching anything much new. Got caught up in some old Always Sunny in Philadelphia just to indulge in my uh, pessimistic side of nature. And, yeah, sure. just enjoy some Christmas time. Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to this real quick Hot Takes episode. We'll probably do this again in a couple of months as more interesting news comes out of the industry. So thanks again. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Crazy Kwanzaa. What does Krusty say? Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Crazy Kwanzaa. There's a fourth one, and then it's and a very solemn Ramadan. <laughs> Bless you, zombie <laughs> Jesus. Well, all right. We'll catch you all later. Bye.